Last week, you endured an interview with someone who took a vaunted climb, a KOM from a Grand Tour winner and a Grand Tour stage winner. This week, though, boy, have we got it. We have Chris. He's taking KOMs from me, probably you. How you doing, probably Chris? Not. Have you had any? I'm doing well. I've probably only taken KOMs from you, and <laughs> I think everybody else's are generally safe nowadays. Oh, that's At sad. Least for me. Uh, yeah. So you're not doing much uh, much riding lately. Is that what the problem is? I rode two days in, two days in a row this week, um, and then it rained yesterday, and I didn't. So. That's progress. I, I had that same analysis yesterday. It's raining. I think yeah. I'm going to stay in. So I thought about riding the trainer, and then I, yeah, I didn't. So All right. Well, this is Between Two Wheels podcast. I'm Tyler Yonke. This is Chris Flower. We're back at it. We have gonna, we're going to give you some great analysis really shortly here on uh, Milan San Remo. Um, last year's, we'll do maybe a little recap of that, give people an update in case they're just tuning in <laughs> a year late. 2021. We've got some bike racing in NorCal. Um, Chris, I want to take your 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 temperature on cycling so far this year. Kind of what you've uh, taken in and 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 do that first. I'll give a little update, and this is why I didn't have Chris on last week. Um, feed zone, we're we're good. Um, that Facebook page, everything's all cleared up behind the scenes. Good to go. Okay, Chris. Um, unless you want to talk about that, we'll, we'll go into what well, do you? I'm just glad you guys you you, you patched that up. I mean. NorCal cycling was was probably just hurting there for that week. Hurting. Um, no, gentleman reached out and apologized, but he didn't need to apologize. I was just more annoyed about what happened simply because this are you know young kids. Let's get them out there. Let's push them. We have a lot of fifty year olds. I know they 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 run the the world here for cycling, but um, let's sure. just engage these children. That sounded really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt, where's Kurt with the comments when you need him? I don't think Drake is really children age any. He's a college graduate. I think he's a right. full-on adult at this point. I did get a message from Mark Tucker, and I'm sure we'll, we'll oh. hopefully get him in here, where he um, he was commenting with Drake. The Drake may actually show up for the Chowchilla crit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I saw a couple of his teammates were registered, so yeah. they're going to show up and, and win some races early. Right. Uh, NorCal team. So that's why we have him show up. Okay. Ooh. Perfect. Slides fire. Okay, uh, what what's kind of caught your fancy for the 2021 season so far? I would say that a there is a 2021 season's a win, right? I right. Mean, it, it's hard to tell what what's going on with professional racing. Is it a matter of you know there's just been a lot of pent up non race nerves that that the pro scene is, has had, but the racing so far has been phenomenal. Um, it, it seems like it's been really led by a few key guys that are just fantastic racers and, and really good race instigators, but it's, it's been fun to watch it. And it's been uh, a good racing season so far. There really haven't been too many just dull races, even, even things where you, you kind of expect a, a stage just to play out in, in a mellow sense where it, it goes to the usual formula of the, the break gets away. And then we pull them back with 5k to go set up a sprint at the end. I mean, even those kind of run of the mill stages have been exciting. So, right. And, and you know, I, I talked to uh, Rob Dalto a few weeks ago and was, and I actually heard him. He had Will Bart on and he asked Will kind of, hey, is is everything kind of with, you know, COVID? Are you guys just amped and way too ready to go in case it just gets canceled? He's like, that definitely yeah. was last year. It's like this year it was started that way, but not so much. But let's, you know, you, you, and I want to talk about Cipollini here with you because I know you brought him up in the chat. Uh, but I saw Chris Froome and mentioned how, hey, everyone's already riding at Tour de France pace already, and you know I've got some yeah. work to do. Is this just a new thing that you think these riders, are, you know, it, 
used to be when Greg LeMond would, would race him, you know, the early season, they're just, you know, eating burgers or not burgers, but baguettes, I guess, out there on the road and not really taking it serious. Do you think it's just a different mindset with the young guys now? I think it's probably a different mindset. And you look at the two guys who are really just uh, the, the most dynamic racers in the field right now, and, and they're coming off a, a pretty intense cross season. Yeah. So, so they're coming in, you know, with great fitness and the rest of the field knows that. So they've got to be prepared as well. So I think that aspect is, has forced everybody to be a little more on their game as they're getting into the, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. If you look at baseball, you know, guys would come into spring training 20 years ago, 30 years ago in baseball, just out of shape. And that was your opportunity to work into shape. But nowadays in, in baseball, guys are coming into spring training, like fit and ready to go. And it seems like cycling is kind of following the same path where that, that, those early races aren't where you you kind of build form. It's where you show up to race. Yeah. So, you know, number you, you talked about, you know, Vanderpoel and Wout, they're kind of driving that. But then the two premier, I think the two premier uh, Grand Tour riders, uh, Pogacar and Roglic, they're both showing, <laughs> showing up and they're not yeah. taking any prisoners either. So it's a right. uh, way to go. Uh, let's let's get some of these comments, sir, because this is what we do. We, we bring in uh, people. Uh, Brian Zimney, he says, does Drake know that there is no climb in the Chowchilla crit? I, I, are you sure there's <laughs> I heard there was a climb no, I don't know if there is do you know I don't know I, I don't know okay well the bumping elbow is what he's going to do um, we have some other compliments here uh, that shirt is on fire yeah I'm wearing my Vela King shirt but um, Mark also wow. says he likes your shirt as well it's nice thank you yeah it's um, I, I, I'd i wear one of those shirts that Tyler's got I have a white one at home if you want I can uh, send it no. over actually Mark Mark Tucker why don't you uh, float us some more shirts um, Zimney, this is a, I don't know if this is pertinent, but we'll talk about this at first time as a first time flow bike subscriber. I'm completely disappointed in their product. I've seen no racing from them since cross worlds money wasted. What do you think about that? Chris? Um, I think they're probably busy litigating all the <laughs> shows that they've put the, put the stop on. Maybe right. they've reallocated all their resources in that direction, but, uh, no, I, I don't have flow, um, flow bikes, flow sports, whatever it is. It, I, I did take a look at their schedule and I think GCN does the same thing where they're like, Hey, we've got every race under the sun. If you're in our, you know, geographic region, well, it's and, under the sun, right? It is, but it doesn't apply to us. So right. uh, flow looked like they had a lot of races, but I don't think they're all available to us in the U S. So I think it's what 150 bucks a year and you, you get some shoddy races, man, not the best, best deal. Yeah. So I'd bought theirs last year. Cause at the end of the year, I, I thought that it was um, a way for me to avoid litigation. No, yeah. um, but I thought it was, they were going to do a month to month and I'm like, Hey, this is the best deal. And then it was charge you for a whole year. I think that happened to Mark Tucker as well. Um, yeah. And they do have some good end of the year stuff that the other uh, one races didn't have, but yeah, I got a GCN and I used the um, uh, VPN a lot on that. I've mentioned. So same. Yeah. Uh, Mark Tucker gave a, a wave and he said their shirts on fla- on sale on their website. He also said a uh, flow blows. All right. Wow. So you had mentioned, uh, you, you saw Strade, right? Strade Bianchi? I did, yeah. What did you think yeah. of that? That's a great race. It, I know. I, I think we talked about it either as the race was going on or shortly thereafter. It's really cool just to see the the variety of racers that are in contention for that. I, know. Um, I mean, you've got the, the classic superstars and you've got the Grand Tour guys that are right there in the mix with them. And it, it's a really cool race just because it's, I think it's another one where it comes at least this edition came early enough in the season where guys are on all different levels of form and, and you can, um, you can have anybody win out of that group. Right. And it's really cool to see. I, and we mentioned that before, you know, it's kind of my 
some t- when I first was really getting into it, it was you know Wout, Roman Bardet, and Tish Benut, I yeah. think. Or, and you just like the combo there, right? It, and then now right. Wout's shown that he's a little bit different type of rider. Um, what yeah. about some of the early season uh, stage races? Did you see Roglic's uh, pro- problems at Paris Nice? I mean, he really only had two problems, right? And that was crashing twice. <laughs> Outside of that, I thought he had a great, right. a great stage race. I mean, it, it's kind of funny because you know the day before that crash, he had um, made that late attack in, in the finishing climb and, yeah. and pipped whatever his name is Mater. now, Gino Mater. forever. Um, at the line, it's like, oh, you know. He, he didn't win any fans within the peloton, I suppose, with that. And, you know, it may have been a situation where if he had crashed the next day, if he had crashed and there were some Bahrain guys around him, maybe they would have, like, thrown him a bone and helped pull him back to the group. So there is some some logic to, yeah. you know, not taking every win if you don't need to and, and kind of winning a little bit of camaraderie um, amongst the peloton. Uh, it didn't look like it would have helped him because he ended up crashing again. And I think he had um, Nasser Buhani to try and pull him back to the field and, that's not going to work. No, and then it was Campenarts, and you know both of them. I I I like that it, it was, you had you saw this and you saw it at Torino the following day or the same day with um, Matthew Vanderpol. Um, all these guys that are invincible suddenly turn into an underdog in the same race, yeah. and um, yeah. it's kind of cool. And I I give all credit. To, it was good. I didn't have a problem with really uh, Shackman and Bora you know attacking. Um, I didn't think it was karma from the day before. I mean, I, I thought yeah. Roglic also his teammate. I don't know if you heard this comment. His teammate said. Uh, I have the fastest split in the time trial. No one gifts me that race, you know. They, so anyway, yeah, and, and I, I did like that. Um, Roglic did kind of like right after the race go over and shake hands with uh, Shockman, yeah. and Shockman noted like I didn't want to win it like this, but what am I going to do? Yeah, you know, the race was on. I'm not going to get the entire peloton to stop as the not leader. Right. I mean. So, yeah, sometimes that's racing, and part of racing is staying on your bike. Right. So, um, Brian Zimmy says, I think Roglic bets against himself at the bookies, drives up the odds, then throws the final stage to cash in. Well, that's cynical. I don't know. One more Flow hey, Bikes comment there's here. There's a market for it, you know. Right, and there is. There was Flow-like coverage of McNulty, a.k.a. none. Yeah, um, he had a chance. You know, he crashed out, so that was pretty right. bad. You know, you see early season crashes of, of a bunch of these guys. So, um, Catalonia, I think, is starting this weekend, and we'll see Sepp Cuss in the mix. I think it starts Monday, doesn't okay. it? Okay. I, I don't know. We're going to talk about I Milan. I think Sagan's right? doing it, and he's he's also doing Milan San Remo. So, I think gotcha. he's given himself one day between the two. But, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, I, I don't know if you've, you've talked about um, the, the TT with um, Wout. Let's talk that about was, it. Uh, that was a good performance as well. I mean, it's not every day you get to beat uh, – um, Ghana in, in a TT. Right. Uh, that, that, that's impressive stuff. And you noted that Bogachar um, did well. He came within one second of Ghana. I mean, that's that's darn impressive too. I'd expect him to win a, a climbing TT, but to be that close to the world champion in a in a full on flat TT was that's a good effort. Okay. Uh, we have a, a lone sighting here, Kurt. He says those bookies must get a lot of Perry Nice action. Yeah, I'm here to see Chris. Uh, what do you think of uh, Chris's shirt, Kurt? Want maybe you could comment about that. Okay. I was here to see Kurt. I'm disappointed that he's not here. This, I was. Uh, this is false advertisement. Right. This is the only way we get to see. It. Do you think he'll ever show up on this podcast again? Besides he when just I. Did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like in <laughs> real time, person. Maybe not. I, I think if you set up a camera and just don't tell him it's running, you might be able to get like some some um, B footage and roll that into this. I already have that going. That's not. Let's okay, not destroy good. everything with a VPN. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have Milan San Remo. So remember last yeah. year. 
it was a week after Strada Bianca, after come back from COVID. So it was a little later in the year, we get uh, a Wout win at Strada. We get a Wout win at Milan San Remo. I uh, thought we had just kind of go back over. Um, can you see the results page here? That's a little small. Sure, but, why not? Yeah. Um, I mean, let's just walk through this real quick. Uh, Wout with the win over Alaphilippe, uh, Michael Matthews, Peter Sagan, Giacomo Nizzolo, Smith, Van Evermont's down there, Pogacar, Vanderpol. Right. So Vanderpol is the 13th place. And there's a bunch of people that come in over there. So, you know, Brian Zimney, so he had asked me, he's like, hey, are we going to see a replay of, of last year? I mean, you know, Alaphilippe gets in that little mix and, you know, he charges towards the finish. He's never going to beat Wout. You know, why was he even sprinting? And my reaction that that was, well, that last year it was a little different. You never know. After I think they did over 300 kilometers. So you never know yeah. what that person's sprint is going to be like. Uh, Alaphilippe's no, not, not a, you know, he's got a punch. Um, yeah. And so you don't know. And I think this year it might be, maybe you do just sit on Wout this year because I think he's showing more and more that, um, yeah, okay, he could destroy it. No, you, you still, you pull no. with him if that same scenario happens. It, it depends. I mean, is, is it Alaphilippe going for his own win or is it Alaphilippe going for a Dequinic win? Because he's not going to beat um, Wout in, in a sprint. It, yeah. I just don't see it happening. I mean, Wout outsprinted him while leading him out last year. And, and Wout outsprinted Caleb Ewan and company leading them out this year. So his, yeah. his sprint's on, on good form. But I, I don't think it's going to be the same dynamic as it was last year. I, I think you know, you, you're not going to have a pure sprinter. This is just my take and I'm probably wrong. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to have a pure sprinter win it for a while when you've got guys that can sprint and climb like you have in, yeah. in Wout or, or Vanderpool. And I don't think the Vanderpool 60 K attacks going to work in this one either, because this is going to have a, a real similar flow to, um, to what it's been in past years where the break gets away. They hang out until there's like 40 K and they hit the capo climbs and, and then they pull them back. Um, and, and maybe Vanderpool goes, but in a in a classic like this, I think he's going to be so well marked. He's not going to have the opportunity to do that long range attack like he's done. But I think that he will probably want to be one of the guys that that's active in the Poggio and Suppressa and, and being one of those guys that's coming into the finish in a really reduced field sprint. What about uh, it'll probably be him and Alaphilippe and and Wout. You're, you seem to be minimizing the Arnold DeMar hang on a car technique. I don't know. You think that's going to make a resurgent? I Do you consider like hanging on a car the equivalent of hugging? Because if so, <laughs> he's not allowed to do that. No, so, it, it, they sanitize the side of the car. It's all fine to go. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I I think it'll be a good race. I just, I don't see, I don't see um, why if you're, you're Alaphilippe, you, you don't try to work with um, whomever you're with coming into the finish if it's a similar scenario like it was last year. Uh, unless you, you got, know you've got... What if you got Bennett, thing, if you've Bennett got and Ballerini, Ballerini behind you? Yeah, if you've got those guys behind you and they've got a lead out coming, yeah, then you don't work and you just like, hey, if you're going to pull me to the line, I'll, I'll sprint against you, but I'm not going to help. Um, and I think it was Bennett said this week or maybe last, uh, he was asked about Milan San Remo and he's like, I've heard it's called the, the classic or the the monument for the sprinters, but I don't see it that way. And I think that kind of speaks to how guys take on those last two climbs now where they just, you know, they punch it for seven minutes and you're going to, you're going to lose Caleb Ewan. You're going to lose Sam Bennett. You're going to lose Gabiria. Those guys might not be there. So, right. So I'm just looking at you know, Alaphilippe, like why was he working last year? Well, cause Stibar was like 19th place. It, it yeah. was his best place teammate. So yeah, 
no one was really there. Uh, Speedbar is not going to beat the guys that were coming in yeah, to finish. No, 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 totally. Uh, <laughs> interesting note, though, and this gentleman's been making a move up, is uh, Matilda Jorgensen for the U.S. was 17th. So he was right up there in the mix last year, which is pretty good. Yeah. So is that formula? Is just, just hey, we got 300K. Let's just, it's going to, you know, through the wash, just gets mixed up, and then we hit the Poggio, and that's, is that the last climb, Poggio? Or the Suppressor? One of those sure. two. Yeah, well, the, one of those two. Is that just kind of the formula we're going to take here? I think so. And I think it also depends on weather too, right? I mean, if it's, um, if it's cold and rainy, are, are guys going to want to be putting themselves out in the break for that long or what are they going to want to do? So it, it just seems like that's how, how the race has, has played out for the past several iterations. And, and with the guys that are coming in hot right now, I just don't see it going any other way. Have you um, checked out the weather for this? No. no. Okay. I've heard that it's supposed to be nice or at least not rainy, but I haven't checked it because we had um, we had some serious snow there a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that. We no. I wasn't there, but um, Eric Houston says soft pole, save it for it. He has a great team. Don't help uh, Wout or Vanderpool much. Yeah, that totally depends. But if you're in that situation, you just don't know how that's going to play itself out. Um, I'm trying to remember. You know, talking about a race for the sprinters. Um, trying to remember mm-hmm. the Spanish rider uh, that won this race several times. He won World Championships several times too. And you're right. It used to come down to a sprint every time. I just don't know if they're they're just taking that climb a little bit different. What do you think the odds are that you're going to get a Vanderpool and a Wout one two over the top? Slim to none. Somebody will be there with them if that happens. Um, and I think Alaphilippe's going to be probably that guy. And there's there's a couple other guys that are doing well. Uh, Quentin Simmons is obviously in good form aside from his crash at um, um, Strada Bianchi. Uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like that would fit him. Uh, whoever's got the ability to kind of have those repetitive punches for for that duration of time, and th- there's a handful of guys in the field I think will be there and do that. Okay, so let's uh, take a let's take a look at the route here. Let me try to just pull this back up. Um, and I don't know if you know this area very well, but here's Milan up here at the top. Sure. Here's San Remo <laughs> down here at the bottom, and they're going to do that whole distance, Chris. And I think wow. it's like a oh, 300k. And at the time, they they usually have a little bit more with the rollout. Tends to be a little bit worse. Um, let me see if I could get the profile. <clears throat> and do you know much about the difference? I know last year they took a little bit different route. Do you, have you heard anything about the route this year? I heard they're going back to the traditional route um, with a couple changes. Uh, they, they've got an issue with, um, I wrote this down somewhere. Uh, there's some landslides. So they had to change one of the passes and, and get a different different set of climbs in. But ultimately it's going to be the, the old timey classic route. So it looks like um, uh, one of these passes that I can't pronounce has been replaced by another pass that I can't pronounce. So, but at the same time, at the finish, it's going to be those three capo climbs, the suppressive, then the Poggio. So, okay. Um, and I understand that that's uh, Brian Zimney says Oscar Frere. Yes, thank you. I think he got shot at. I don't know if you ever heard about that. He was out riding and someone was shooting and got shot at. Was it another sprinter that shot it? <laughs> no. So let's let's talk about that. Um, you you brought up the really controversial comment that uh, uh, Greg uh, Greg Lamont, um, Lance Armstrong said that Wout or Matthew Vanderpool would beat Cipollini in a sprint, right? Right. What do you think about? Yeah. That so they comment? were they were talking about the the Strade finish and the, looking at the acceleration that uh, Matthew Vanderpool put in in the final climb, and they were just you know they looked at the data, they looked at the separation he had on all Philippe and we're just amazed. And they're like, there's no way that uh, Cipollini would be able to compare in a sprint with them. And eh, th- there's probably some validity to that. And a lot of it, I think comes down to just the general fitness of uh, Vanderpool and Wout where, you know, 
in a fresh non-exerted like sprint like if they were just to like go out and sprint yeah Cipollini probably wins but after 200k I think Vanderpool and and Wout are, are coming into that feeling better and would be better poised to, to out sprint them or out sprint him so I look uh, comparing uh, Alaphilippe and then saying oh mm-hmm. therefore he would beat you know Abdijaparov, uh, Zabel, uh, Robbie McEwen, Cipollini uh, at the time I don't know I mean and, and who's who's trains I mean if that was the case Maybe Wout should be winning field sprints left and right. I mean, I he's an amazing sprinter, but I don't know that. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I don't think he's really been given the the license to do that yet. Right. right? I mean, it seems like he's he's kind of taken the the role of I'm the good teammate. Uh, if I get an opportunity, I'll sprint. And it seems like more often than not, when he's given the opportunity to sprint, he wins. Um, so uh, it's hard to say what his uh, his ceiling is for performance. Okay, so here's the profile. How come this big climb in the middle isn't more of a problem for these sprinters? Uh, it's, it's probably not that steep. The profile is deceptive because of vertical exaggeration. Okay. Um, I've had that how, problem. Because they, they're not going to fall off a cliff on the other side there. Um, <laughs> they might. Also, I think it's because, you know, it's guys know it's a 300-kilometer race and the brakes up the road. So let's just chill until we get into the next set of flats. Right. So maybe they should finish up that climb. Uh, instead, so let's go to the actual the Poggio. Uh, there's a Suppressa, so that's that used to be a big damaging climb. I don't think it really is anymore. What's um, the distance between those two? Do you know? Or uh, we'll go back to that and I'll see. So the okay. the Poggio, um, 3.6%, 3.6k. I think it's, and that's just a big ring sprint, right? Really from yeah. from top to bottom. Um, so it looks like to me that the Suppressa is at finishes at about 277. And then mm-hmm. at around 280, 290 or so is when um, the Poggio starts. So, okay, you know, inside around 10K or so. So it's enough to like where if you gap uh, one of the better sprinters and you keep the, the pedal of the metal, they're not getting back on. Right. And didn't we see that last year? Um, a few of them kind of coming off. Was it Bennett that had some gear trouble? Bennett, yeah. yeah. Had some gear trouble. Yeah. So, you know, those, those, those things happen and, you know, we, right. we can hope we can live in love. Uh, so let's go over some of the riders and I'll pull this back up in here and top competitors. So this is here, the, who they're listing and we'll see if we agree. Cause this is what's kind of good about it's, this is not Strada Bianca and it's a sprinter's race. And yet you have, uh, Alaphilippe, you know, Kwiatkowski's won it a few years ago and he can obviously, yeah. you know, sprint and or not sprint, but I mean, climbs. So top ones here, they're, they're calling Wout, Vanderpoel. Alaphilippe, Damar, Martin, Guillaume Martin, that is, uh, Sam Bennett, Sagan, Ghana, Ewan, Wellens. And I think this might just come off a statistic, so I don't know if it's the best uh, overall. Right. What do you think of that group and who's missing? Um, I think that's a good group. Who's missing? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think guys like um, Greg Van Amaret are, are probably aging out. Um, I know... Um, Dagan Kolb's won it, but I think he's also aging out. So right. I think there's guys in there that that have the potential to do well, but things really have to align for them. And same with like Sonny Cabrelli that you've got on there. Um, it, under normal conditions, they might be uh, competitive, but yeah, it, it seems like that list is pretty good. It'd be really interesting to see if like Ghana and Vanderpool, I mean, those are two guys that are known to do that long rangey attack. And if, if those two get away, it, it would be tough to bring them back. Right. take the full field working together and no messing around. Our buddy Rob Dalto uh, joined in. If, don't forget, Alaphilippe was top three in three of last four. His second and third were both lost on the wheel toss at the line. Yeah, good point. Um, 
back to your Ghana, uh, you know, that yeah. guy, like I mentioned before, you know, he, he won stages that were somewhat climby and not, he got out in front at the Giro. Uh, Tour San Juan last year, he ended up hanging mm -hmm. on to that last stage. And he can, um, yeah, so I, I don't think a climb like this is going to be a problem. It's just all about how much can you go anaerobic for 3K. <laughs> so go up to the, your, your list of competitors there real quick. Um, you, uh, that's the last page. I'll go back to that one. Oh, this was yeah. a, a list of all the riders, yeah, Chris. Okay, there you go. Uh, so missing from there um, would have been Kwiatkowski because uh, he was the guy who beat um, Alaphilippe in the bike throw with Peter Sagan, what, three four editions ago so he's on the the roster i just don't know if he's carrying over that that usual form or not so he's he's a guy that should probably be in consideration for for doing well that's not on that list. right so here's our past winners demar i mean yeah. go back to degen like he said uh vincindel nibbly is one we didn't mention i don't even know if he's on the start list alaphilippe and wow yeah, but he's also he's kind of suffering the same thing degen coleman van Evermet are in that he's he's getting up there a little bit in age and age. I, I think what won him the the year he won was his descending skills and just kind of gapping everybody and then there was enough of the field kind of looking at each other and trying to decide who's actually going to chase before anybody made an effort okay zimney chimes in here he says uh, ghana will be there to pull bennett back to the group after this <laughs> okay that's Is generous. There, oh, yeah that's very <laughs> generous uh i hope he doesn't uh, for his own team's sake uh, right. Let's go through just some of these and just maybe pull out some riders. So obviously Jumbo, it's a it's a no brainer unless something happens to Wout. He's the man. Uh, Van Avermaet for AG2R. Uh, I'm really interested in the Androni Giacatali Sidermac team. Who's uh, who's your pick from that group to be the the team lead? Uh, Joseph Ruma. I don't know. I'm just kidding, of course. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Cabrelli. Uh, you know, uh, Alpecin Phoenix, obviously they've got Matthew Vanderpoel, and that team is starting to step it up a little bit. I know their, their, their um, teammate, Tim Miller, has actually been winning some stages, some races. He won again today. Yeah. He won, I want to say it was KBK. I think that was a pretty good, but he's not in the lineup. Anyone uh, lost some in too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Bora Hansgrohe. Okay. Let's talk about Peter Sagan. Do uh, you think he's the one, or, I mean, they have Ackerman, but he's got to get over the climb. Uh, Shackman. I mean, Shackman's the one that could, you know, definitely be there at the finish. But what do you? Yeah, he's not going to sprint though. No, but what if he goes solo? He's not going to be able to go no. solo. What about uh, what about Peter Sagan? So in the little like pre-show uh, notes, I added a category for. Oh. And it's bad to put him in there as 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 dark horse, but I have him listed as a dark horse in, in my book. Uh, he's a great rider. His form's kind of clunky right now, but he just seems to be just a total wild card in the sense that maybe he, he feels interested in racing that day and he just kills it. Uh, I think he's got the potential and he's, it's just a matter of uh, how much of it is there mentally and how much of it is there in the, in the legs and hard to count him out. You know, he's, he's usually figures out a way to be there when he wants to be there. Right. Uh, I, I'm, and oh, go ahead. He, he, he elevates his game. I think for, for some of these races where the earlier stage races where he was just kind of getting into form and he didn't, didn't put a, a big effort into contending the field sprints. I think this one will probably be bigger on his list of interests since I don't think he's won here before. Right. Um, Eric Houston said, that's what big guys are for. If he saves energy and hits it out just right, he stands a shot. That's about Ghana. Yeah, of course. He's not going to help Bennett, though. No, that's kind of what uh, Sogan had COVID. <laughs> his training got messed up. I, I agree. But prior to that, last year, before he got COVID, 
he, unless he got it twice, uh, you know, remember he only, I think had the stage win, uh, in the Giro over McNulty barely. And, right. you know, he was a long ways out day out on, on, on the break, but you know, he wasn't anything to really shake a stick at last year. So I don't know. And he had that, um, tour de France fallout with, uh, Wout as well. And that's I, true. I think there's probably, I don't know, it's hard to really dive into the, the psyche of him from the, the 30 second snippets you get, but I think he was obviously riding high on being like the cycling God for a while. And now you've got these new young upstarts coming in and basically doing what he does, but a little bit better. Right. And I think he's just trying to to learn how to adapt to that on the fly. And it'd be interesting to see how he rebounds from both his health and his um, rough year last year. What about the young riders being so gung-ho, you know, we talked about them coming out hot and everything. Uh, I think it was Zimney yeah. was saying, hey, uh, you know, there's some talk out there that maybe they're they're coming in too hot and they're going to be burning <laughs> themselves out in a few years. What's your take? And, and maybe that happened to Sagan here. You know, I, I just mentioned one, as the great Johnny Miller golfer said about Tiger Woods, the only thing that could take him out was his family. Uh, and what he meant by that was not what actually happened. But, you know, you get serious yeah. about your family. You're just not, you know, caring to focus as much. What about um, Sagan? I mean, he got he got through a divorce, and I know that kind of might have been a problem. Let's let's have you psychoanalyze yeah. this. No, yeah, but the know. young guys uh, going too hot and and that kind of thing. It could be. Um, I think that that's where the um, the 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 DSs need to step in and, and kind of rein these guys in because you you do know that like Vanderpool is also looking to win the Olympics in the mountain bike, so it's like. I think that's a guy who's going to be just kind of stretch himself a little thin with all the things he's interested in. Um, it seems like Wout might be a little more measured in, in what he's doing. Um, I, I think he's probably got a better control uh, body with, with his team. Um, and, and I suspect Vanderpool tells Alpacine Phoenix what he's going to do as opposed to the other way around. Right. So uh, Eric Houston brings up a question and I heard Rob Dalto <laughs> talk about this a few weeks ago. Is Hershey there for UAE? He's not on the start list. Where the f is Hershey? Did he go down with the the, the vaccine that they were uh, forced to take? I don't know. You, you hear all these little like underground rumors of like, oh, he was going to start this race and he got pulled. He was going to start that race and he got pulled. And you don't really ever actually hear the the true dirt on why he left um, Lotto Yumbo or Yumbo Visma, whatever they're called now. Uh, it's just odd stuff. It'd be interesting to. Let's get the inside scoop on that. Right. Um, Kurt chimes in again here, and, and I don't know that this is really a valid comment, but we'll take it anyway. Good take on Sagan. Guys had a very short run of success, and now he's paying for it in a poorly timed infectious disease. Very short run. He um, There was one year there where he couldn't do anything better than second place for a long time. So, yeah. That's true. He's, yeah. Had, a, he's had a poor career, much like Kurt. Okay, let's go back to some of these other uh, riders that we've got here. And just kind of walk through Viviani. What's I mean, he's he just doesn't seem to be quite the same rider without that lead out train with Dequani Quickstep. I think that goes for a lot of riders that that lead Dequani Quickstep because uh, you had Gaviria was like the sprinting god until he left and went to UAE, and I don't think he's really done much since except catch COVID twice. Um, for for Kofidis, Kofidis, I, I see Laporte being more the team leader than Viviani. I mean, he, he yeah. did really well in the sprint against, sad to say, he did really well in the sprint against um, uh, Roglic. Yes. Uh, but, you know, the conditions weren't ideal. But it seems like if either of those two are going to be getting over the climb, it'd be Laporte more so than Viviani. 
So no, Laporte actually, his name has been mentioned a few times, you know, in the results and stuff this year. So um, yes, yeah. much uh, Viviani's <laughs> been kind of up and around there. Um, you know, they're Ballerini and Bennett. That's obviously, and then a good support team for them. Um, I wouldn't count out um, Asgreen for a long range attack as right. well, because he's not going to be like the guy, which gives him a little bit more flexibility to, to take a flyer and just go. And he's done it in a handful of the the classics in the past couple of years. So, right. and he he can climb. We saw him win at uh, South Lake Tahoe two yeah, years ago. I was so. gonna you, you spoiled my my little nugget there. Yeah, we saw him win up at uh, ten plus thousand feet of climbing that day. Yeah, getting up to uh, heavenly. Um, Arnold Demar, we mentioned him before. Famously holds yeah. on to cars. Um, EF Education, Betty All Iguita. I mean that little guy. I don't know if you've seen him. Court Magnus <coughs> uh, Magnus Court Nelson just won a, a stage as well. Uh, yeah. I've been really impressed with Sergio Iguita, Iguita this year. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that he gets over climbs, obviously, but man, he likes to mix it up with the sprinters too. Yeah, yeah. But Beniel's, you know, he's he's got some power too. What did yeah. he win Flanders two years ago? Yeah, won a classic. Um, he he's got a shot at contending. Right. So Kwiatkowski, defender, Pidcock. I'm very interested to see how he's going to go in this because he has yeah. surprised me every time he gets a chance to go out there. Uh, Strada Bianca was very impressive. You know, obviously you can do cross and they're not going to do cross this year, but in, yeah. in this race, but. Hey, you got Taco Vanderhorn's back in the field. You were a big fan of his a couple of years well, ago. Well, on Taco Tuesdays, yes. Okay. Odd Christian uh, Iking or whatever. That was my favorite name though, because he was, he's an odd Christian. And, and it just <laughs> seems, it seems a religious uh, problem. Um, yeah. Wanted group Gobert. I don't know that I see anybody really on there that, that you should be concerned about. Same with Israel Startup Nation. I mean, Hugo Hofstetter can sprint. Other than that, uh, Demarche, I mean, he was riding pretty good. James Pickley, our, our guy from Canada, is, gets a yeah. chance finally. How about Lotto? We're looking at Caleb yeah. Ewing. I mean, you can't go wrong there uh, with a pick. you got to get over the climbs, though, right? Right. But, you know, he's he's had a chance at uh, at, at Milan San Remo over the years. It just hasn't got, come through him. You got what? Second in the year, um, Nibali won, I believe. Yes, because he was closing down on Nibali being off the front. Yeah. Uh, his problem seems to be when he sprints, his bike, it seemed like that time too, it's just all over the road. He, he needs to keep it on the ground a little bit better. Sure. Um, yeah. Let's see what uh, Kurt, I came for Chris. Don't, that's, this is a, not an X-rated show. I came for Chris, but now I'm here for an update on every racer in the field. That sounds good. Um, Zimney, thoughts on Quinn Simmons. Maybe he'll drop everyone on the Poggio and then flat break a handlebar and crash it simultaneously on the descent. That's a, you, does he a, ride a Canyon bike? I thought he rode for <laughs> Trek. Right. Um, I'm not going to go through every rider here. Mateo Jorgensen. I is think not we should field. just to, just for spite. Just for, now just for Kurt. Um, uh, hey, a lot of team DSM. What'd they do in the tour last year with that, that crew there? They, they can't yeah. be counted either for the, the late flyer. I think it was Soren Craig Anderson that had a win, right? Yes, he did. Um, He's no Mark Hershey. Was Casper Pedersen another one that did? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, we lot can of, say he did. A lot of names that sound the same. Uh, uh, Roman Bardet, I've been a little disappointed in, in how he's coming around this year, though. Meh. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, team Bike Exchange. Michael Matthews. Michael Matthews. Okay. Yes. Uh, he's done well. He's been he's been showing himself up there. I think he had yeah. a good showing out in the desert, I want to say. And uh, what do you think of them riding those heavy, heavy bikes? It will help them on the descent in the event they're gapped off. So they, they'll get some speed going down <laughs> that last climb. Okay. Uh, any other last ones here? The, the last few, Kristoff uh, for UAE, uh, but they have Gaviria. 
and David Davide Formolo. I think he might be. Oh, Matteo Trenton. See, look at that team. Yeah, got, they're they're racing for Kristoff. I I think Gaviria is probably still trying to find his form. He's he's done well here, but he had a crazy crash a couple years ago. Um, outside of that, the guys you got on the there, Nizzolo and, and Bonifazio. I think those are two spinners that just never really came to fruition, unfortunately. But Kristoff uh, might be in there in the mix at the end. He, he's done well. Um, it just comes down to who pushes the pace on those last two climbs and how badly they destroy these other pure sprinters, right? Right. Brian Zimney brings up a point, and I met this gentleman back in the day. Uh, Andrea Perron on Team Nova Nordsk. He's 49 this year. Is he really on the team? Where's that team at? Um, Andrea Perron. Think- that is crazy. That's old. Uh, I met him back when I lived in Boulder. Yeah. And he was racing for, I don't even He's think this is. He's 32 years of age. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is his son. I don't know that you, uh, you're you correct. This only goes back to 2010. Might be a different one, different prone. So I don't know. What do you think about Zimmy? Because I think, what, what's his name? Revelin's still racing. He's in his 50s. Right. Well, so is uh, Alejandro Valverde. That's true. But he's ageless. He is. Okay. So what? who's your pick? for the uh, Milan San Remo for 2021? Or do you want to pick 2020 first and then we go to 2021? I think uh, for, for 2020, I think that DeMar will probably get his second win there. That, that's my guess for 2020. 2021, uh, I, like I said, Dark Horse, I think Sagan, even though he's probably enough of a favorite to not be considered a Dark Horse. Um, I'd like to see Wout win. Um, I, I think he's on good form. It, it's, 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 it's a toss-up. It really is. It could be a handful of guys, but I'll pick Wout. Make it an easy pick. That's that's a solid that's a solid pick. Uh, what if it comes down to he and Vanderpool? Who do you think is going to win in a sprint? I mean, we've seen now that that's played out a few times now. I, I, I it's it's odd because you know it seems like Wout would have the better pure sprint, but when they've really gone head to head, I think Vanderpool wins more often than not. It seems like they've got two different kind of sprints where Wout's doesn't have as much peak power, but he can hold it for longer, and Vanderpool's got the quick snap. So uh, I think it'll come down to, to tactics and Wout's got to open up early and hope he doesn't uh, give Vanderpool enough of a draft, right? I think those top three that they list here, Wout, Vanderpool, and Alaphilippe are probably your, I mean, those guys just keep showing over and over and over yeah. that they, and, you know, uh, Julian Alaphilippe, I mean, God bless him. He's in the rainbow stripes. I, I'd like to see who has the most wins in a season wearing the rainbow jersey because in modern cycling times, because um, yeah. he's definitely given his uh, shot for it. What do you, th- how, do, how far back do you consider modern times? I imagine Eddie Merckx has got to be up there, right? Modern times is, uh, after my birthday. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Probably 2000 and in, in inside of that. All right. So someone, someone can do some, uh, r- research on that. I know you're good for that. Um, that's good for Kurt. I think that's a good task for him. I think, I think, uh, Vanderpool is going to take it this year. Just kind of my feeling on it. Uh, I'm really my outside pick though is Quinn Simmons. I've been seeing him poke his nose in the wind at a few places, and he just seems like he might be daring enough on that descent to do something crazy. So, yeah. So from it's from a bad pick, I know, but is, yeah. Uh, is there anybody that that you can see that can really just get separation on that descent and and put themselves in a spot to be uh, a winner, or, or do you think? There's enough guys now where you don't have that like, oh, Vincenzo Nibali is going to out descend everybody and, and gap the field. Uh, or is the the playing field level enough in, in that top group now? Well, we already said um, Hershey is not here. And so yeah. he's the only one that I could see that with that kind of ability. 
Yeah, but he might crash too. That's true. I was going to see if Pogatra was here because I'd gift that to him. Um, I don't know. Vincenzo Nibali, I mean, Nibali is here, so who knows? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know what kind of the outside pick is. I, I, I'm going to go, you know, Matthew Vanderpool, and then think that uh, Alaphilippe is going to probably nip everybody and piss me off. But there we go. So how, how are you watching this? What, who's carrying this race? I don't really know. That's a really good point. I don't know. Um, anybody out there that can, uh, let's go to Steep Hill while we're here and see if they give a, a breakdown. So I will be able to watch it somewhere. I have NBC. GCN Plus uh, is what they're showing. Okay. So. Well, then there you go. Uh, and the nice thing about this race is you only really have to tune into like the last 60K, right? Unless you want to watch guys soft pedal for 240K. Right. Um, last year, a guy came off of the Suppressa and he was flying. Like, I think they made a video about him t- uh, going past the motorbikes because he was going so fast. Or maybe it was even the year before. Mahoric, maybe it was. Mahoric, one of those guys. Okay. Just crazy descending. Can't do that now. Can't well, that. it's not. When, when does that go into effect? April 1st? I think so. So. You- so you can still uh, descend like a lunatic, I suppose. Yeah. So, what's your what's your take on um, on that that whole process? It seems like with guys having to be routed through back alleys and crashing into bollards uh, being an issue still, that that they should look into addressing kind of course safety before dealing with issues where where there aren't crashes. And let's be honest, there's the whole notion of oh, we've got to do it because the, the optics, and we don't want kids doing this. No kids are watching bike racing. Um, so let the guys race. And even most of the racers are like, "Eh, really, this is what you're going to focus on sock length and, and arrow bars and arrow tucks. Yeah. Seems silly. I I feel like there's other things that could be addressed beforehand that would create better and and more safe environments than that stuff. Yeah, I know they they do all kinds of things that aren't legal. They ride on both sides of the road, all of these kind of things. Uh, Brian Zimney said it was Bonifacio. Okay. That's good to see. That was the one that was, uh, Rob Delto says they are broadcasting all 300 kilometers for the first time. That's a long day on the couch. Um, Marshall Free, I feel bad for the guys doing the uh, the commentary for that. Right. Uh, he lives in San Remo or something. Zimini says it must be about Bonifacio. Last one we'll go to here. Traffic engineering. Why do they have so much in the middle of the roads in foreign countries? Because uh, a lot of people just drive by Braille over there. So. Nah, it's like I bumper cars. I don't know. Right? Well, and the other thing is, is like they're not driving on the main thoroughfares in Europe. It, it they they do in America for like the Amgen. They've got them riding yeah. on Highway One. I mean, they're, these guys are riding on the equivalent of you know our little single lane back roads. No, the Johnny Cash uh, which Trail would, I think would be cool. If exactly, yeah, if they did that when they were doing the Amgen, I think that'd be more exciting racing. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll do this and then we'll we'll head out here. So we've got Crit here, Chalchilla. Um, starts at eight, ends at three twenty. We've got the women, cat four men, women, you know, thirty five plus, uh, three fours and one two threes, cat three fours, fifty five and one two. So they've got a bunch of different. I don't see any juniors fields in there, but they'll probably throw them in they've somewhere. They've got junior fields, so okay. this you might be looking at a um, just a flyer, out of date flyer okay. or something. But yeah, on on bike reg, um, big fields is what it looks like. I yeah. think the last time I looked at the P one two three field, it was like forty five people and couple teams are coming in in pretty pretty stacked i think mike's has got a full team the the ride bikes team's got a full team there's a couple uh team california guys and and maybe drake will show up and just tt away from everybody <laughs> but um it'll be interesting to see because I, again I, I think if this is the course that's been used in in the past for what was it the madera stage race okay. where it's in a little development it's it's a slightly technical course and it's gonna be the first race of the season and you're gonna have 
a mixed bag of fitness. So it'll be interesting to see how that race plays out. Cause you might have guys that have killers with fitness, but haven't turned a bike in, you know, almost right. a year. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But no, well, uh, Mark Tucker is on the flyer. I mean, that's, that should say enough. Um, Mark, uh, Eric Houston says his pick is Novikov and Scott. Well, uh, Eric, John's not going to be there because it's his wife's birthday. And it says, I'm going to lead him out, but I don't know that I will. Um, Brian's and me, I remember that they called out pole. Then they went through the bollards and Kwiatkowski got mad. <laughs> okay. I don't remember what we we're talking about, but <laughs> it sounds good. All right. Uh, oh. Any last uh, cycling news before we uh, head out here for the week? No. Are you, are you going to race? I think I've cleared. I cleared it with the wife as far as the time, okay. you know, and, and so now I got to do, it's going to be an expensive one because I have to buy my license. Yeah. And I think the cat one license is like 135 bucks now or something stupid. Okay. That's what at least they were going to do. And then, um, got to pay for reg, got to go down there. So good thing. We just bought a house. Now I take out an extra loan, for the second mortgage for that or something. That's true. Yeah. That's you the way it is. Out or something. Right. Uh, cool. Well, you I look forward to hearing, I, I, don't have the fitness to participate in a race unless they just needed to fill out the field in a, in a fat guy size. It so. says cat five. They have a cat five field. You can, you How can far do down one day. Can you downgrade? Can you downgrade to a five after uh, a year of not racing? I don't know. You'd have to petition. I'm sure you'd have to do that. Okay. All right. I might look into that. Yeah. Uh, I think you should, uh, something to do. Chris, thank Thanks. you for I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for joining here on between two wheels podcast as always. Um, We'll see. Are you going to see you out on the road ever? Are we going to you want to yeah, get fit? So. You want to go do some yeah. uh, KOMs? You know, our, our friend out there in my area started taking some more of our KOMs. So I don't know who that. Who? Well, we'll talk about that offline. Revs. Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah, I know. I don't have uh, KOM fitness unless it's like a straight descent or something. But I saw you on the bike a few weeks ago. Yeah. No, I'm getting out there. Getting out there a few days. I'll do yeah. Coffee Republic tomorrow. Um, you know, as long as the weather permitting. Are you, I thought Milan San Remo's tomorrow. Well, it's oh in Europe. It's a different time. I've got GCN. I'll watch it later. Spoilers are fine with me. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. What got time 35 is seconds here. I can eat that up in more. It's going to end at 9.08 a.m. You're not. You're going to go and watch all but the last eight minutes? The great thing with the GCN app, it can play it. I'll shut it, and it still plays, and I'll play it through my headphones while the race, while the ride goes. Put on your, your phone speaker so it ruins it for everybody else. This show has ruined it for everybody else. Chris, thank you. See you, everybody. Yeah.